Hi. Welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Steve Ehrlich. He's with uh, Spacetime Insight. They're a um, information company, I would like to say, because nowadays everything's information, isn't it, Steve? Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Alex. Yes, uh, I guess it's all about data, and uh, with the massive influx of data that is being generated by all these smart assets that are being deployed around the grid, it's our job as a, as a company to figure out how to help companies understand uh, what to do with it and um, you know, take advantage of it. Well, exactly, Steve, because when you think about it, I mean, obviously, you have to have the systems in place. You have to have the redundancy. You have to have the grid stiffening. You have to have the logic. But at the end of the day, it also helps know what the heck's going on. Yeah, and I think the challenge for many companies, you know, if we talk about the big data problem, the challenge is that there's so much data, and when when that occurs, how do you know where the problems are, when they are actually occurring? And once you do identify out of the, the massive volume of data, when you do identify the problem, how do you get it resolved? Because very commonly it's sitting in many different systems around an organization. Uh, so to make a decision on what to do is very, very complex. Well, you know, look at like the situation we're going into right now. We're entering the worst part of the winter by the time this podcast posts. And it's going to be pretty rough for, for, I mean, just for me and my sidewalk, much less, you know, people trying, to, a municipality trying to run a grid. Yeah, and I, I think the problem is that uh, historically, when a storm is is heading away, uh, how do you how do you prepare for that? Because when roads get blocked and crews can't get to uh, a downed power line or a tree that's on a line or or something like that, then that exacerbates the problem. And so, uh, so what's interesting is is the technology that's now available to use analytics to really understand uh, what might happen. Uh, and how to prepare for that is very interesting. So, for example, you might look at uh, the number of customers you have, the assets in the path of a storm, um, the vegetation in the area, uh, the amount of rain you might expect, the uh, strength of the wind, uh, and so on. And those, those are all factors that could be incorporated into some analysis to say, well, given that, here, here's the best way, the best place to position crews based on our experience in the past, and here's what to expect in terms of outages. Here's what resources we'll need, uh, and here's what customers can expect in terms of outage duration and so on. Mm-hmm. Is it all uh, database incoming from sensors and such, or is there also some um, model-based planning or a little bit of... Uh, intelligence on the human side injected? It's really a combination of all of those. Uh, it's, it's, it's com- some of it is coming from data within the company from different sensors. Some of it is data outside of the company, uh, you know, whether it's weather and temperature and snow and so on. Uh, some of it is in enterprise systems because you also want to understand, uh, you know, the risk and the cost. Uh, associated with these events so that you can uh, manage that from a financial and risk perspective as well. 
Um, but it, you know, today it's really a person having a look at the results of the an- analysis and to say, okay, yes, this makes sense. Uh, for, for example, the analysis may show that uh, you have customers in, in a certain area that have no power, and really you want to prioritize those. So the, the person who's dealing with the results of that, of that analysis could say, okay, we're going to deal with the emergency crews first, and then uh, the responders second, and the hospitals, and you know, then the bigger businesses or whatever, however they decide to prioritize. And so the analysis can really help you know, hone in how you respond to the storm so that you can restore power to the most important parties as well to the bigger areas or the bigger impact areas first. Um, and that's, you know, just, it's really, as you say, a combination of the analysis and the, the person's skills. There you go. So um, give us an example. Let's say we've got a client. And I'm, say, setting up a microgrid or I have a microgrid in, say, a university campus. How can you help me with my, I mean, directly? Let's say I walk in the front door and say, hey, guys, help me here. Well, um if you take a microgrid uh, case, obviously there's um, a lot of different um, systems connected in. And so understanding, getting one, uh, what we call a single pane of glass into the behavior and the performance of all those systems in one place uh, is, is, is an immediate benefit. So you can see immediately you know, what's connected to the grid. Uh, do I have sufficient capacity? Uh, what are my storage implications, energy? Um, and so on. What dependencies do I have? Um, if there's a storm coming, do I want to disconnect from the broader grid and so on for protection and so on? Uh, there's also, you know, demand response implications um, and some managing those programs more effectively as well. So th- there's a number of different ways of applying the data, whether it's in a microgrid or a larger grid context. It's very similar, right? It's about pulling data together from many different systems and sources into one place and, and determining how they correlate to each other so that you can make better decisions. Well, and I think that's what a lot of people tend to forget, Steve, is that you can have all the information in the world, but until you collate it and understand it, can you even begin to think about acting on it? That's right, and, and there's really three three elements there. There's the, the correlation, as you say, the, the ability to bring the data together from these different uh, sources. There's the analysis of the data once you have access to it and can figure out how, how to process that. And then there's the visualization of the results of that analysis. And it's really a combination of those three things that give you this this insight and the ability to then take some action to say, okay, I need to dispatch somebody here. I need to, um, you know, add some more capacity here. I need to fix this asset there because it's about to fail, whatever it is. And it's a combination of those three three things that enable you to take that action. Excellent. Now, um, do you have any examples that you can give us, some something anecdotal, or would you rather not go there? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we can take, uh, for example, at uh, Sacramento Municipal Utility District. Um, so they have a system uh, which uses you know, situational intelligence to really understand many aspects of the grid. So they have, they're dealing with outages, so they're taking data from their outage management system and combining that with other 
parts of the grid. They're dealing with the impact of electric vehicles. So as more customers are um, buying EVs, plugging them in, they're consuming far more energy uh, than was anticipated. Um, so now they have to, you know, figure out how to address that demand uh, on their grid. Um, they're dealing with, in some areas, very significant uh, high winds and temperatures, and those have effect on assets. So understanding uh, where that's occurring, when it's about to occur, so they can take proactive measures. They have system data from their vegetation systems integrated. So as they do their uh, maintenance on, on trees and other vegetation, that can get all get incorporated into a plan. So the that there's, there's the, the possibilities are almost endless in a way, but it boils down to you know really figuring out what the priorities are. So um, for many for many utilities today, it's really about um, the asset analytics and really trying to understand the the performance of assets, how to plan for um, the assets that are aging, when do they need to be replaced. Um, and what is the risk and cost of not replacing them and understanding which ones need to be replaced sooner or which ones can be you know, left out for longer than was originally anticipated so that you know, better planning for cap expenditures and so on can, uh, can all take place more effectively. And, and that's what everybody's trying to do because the, the other beautiful part about that is, is that those efficiencies not only save money, they also reduce the dependency upon fossil fuels, and it also improves uh, pollution. And, I mean, there are lots of cascading benefits from more intelligent system management. That's exactly right. Um, and also when it comes to, you know, storms, if you've got, you know, assets that are brittle, the likelihood they'll fail in a severe storm uh, is much higher. So, you know, Knowing, knowing when and where to replace these assets is, is very important. And so looking at them not just from a point of view of performance and age, but also from a risk, from a cost, uh, from a demographic perspective, those are all factors that have to get incorporated into the analysis uh, of those assets. Agreed, agreed. Now, um, Steve, I would love to keep chatting about this, but unfortunately this is a podcast and we do have a time limit. But what I always love to do is give my guests the opportunity to have the last word. So it can be a little bit more about what you do as far as products and service, or it could be a little bit about the market or just a tip for the audience. But for now, the floor is yours. Uh, thanks, Alex. So, you know, Space Time Insight is all about situational intelligence and really helping companies do uh, a lot of what we've talked about in this podcast. And I, one, one interesting trend over the last uh, 12 months or so is the dramatic move towards using analytics uh, to help uh, dr drive the uh, business more effective, business operations more effectively. And it's about reducing costs, reducing risk, and so on by using the software to analyze the data because it's just, it's just too much data for a mere old human to do that. <laughs> so there's tremendous, just tremendous value being generated by uh, the analytics capabilities of software these days. And so I encourage everybody to to look into how they might use analytics in their uh, environment to you know improve their performance and uh, you know make their operations more efficient. Well, I hope they have. And where do they go to get more information? Uh, SpaceTimeInsight.com. And uh, there's also a blog at situationalintelligence.net 
uh, which talks about situational intelligence. There's some case studies there of com- what companies are doing. It's a good, good general place to get information as well. Excellent, Steve. Thank you so much for being on the show again. Always like to have you, and we'll definitely bring you back downstream. We'll talk some more about the grid. Great. Thank you, Alex. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.